At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What it do, baby? It's the Preachers and Sneakers podcast, the audio discussion that no one has ever asked for, with the host that even more people have never heard of, nor have they ever asked for. On today's episode... We're talking with my good comedian friend, Christina Hart. She runs a hilarious Instagram and Twitter account, and even a TikTok called at DTR blog, where she makes fun of all things kooky Christian dating culture. She's got an incredibly funny mind and a real a poignant way of pointing things out in Christian culture that need to be made fun of. Uh, she's one of my favorite people on the internet right now. And we sat down to talk about a whole lot of nothing and a little bit about Preaching the Sneakers and a little bit about what she's doing in the world, her upcoming book and podcast and all the amazing things that she's got going on. So take a listen. This is a little more lighthearted discussion than some of my previous ones. And that's probably necessary. Uh, we need to be able to laugh at some of these things, especially if you're in church culture, because a lot of what we do is ridiculous. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Christina Hart. If you haven't already, congrats. You played yourself. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, everywhere you find your podcasts. And if you want additional access to Preachers and Sneakers, feel free to support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash preachers and sneakers. You get exclusive merch, exclusive access, early access to posts, early access to podcast merch designs, everything we've got a lot of cool stuff going on over there patreon.com slash preachers and sneakers also you gotta follow us on instagram if you haven't already at preachers letter n sneakers as well as on twitter at preachers and sneakers with no vowels so if on twitter at p-r-c-h-r-s-n-s-k-r-s it's a mouthful but it's worth it uh, I, I generally share exclusive things on twitter only generally more thoughts than maybe you get on Instagram, but Instagram is the best place to find us as well as preachers and sneakers.com. You can drop your email. You'll get first notification about merch podcasts, appearances, posts, everything that's preachers and sneakers.com on the podcast today. I'm talking with one of the funniest people in Christian meme relationship advice culture, <laughs> a huge market. Uh, she's got bazillions of followers and she's become a very close friend. I'm talking to DTR blog, otherwise Hello. known as my girl, Christina. And, Hello. uh, a lot, we have a lot of things in common because, uh, people ask us both what the point of our page is. We don't have a great <laughs> answer. So Christina, thanks for talking to me. This is actually our second time. And it yes. sounds like, uh, you've invested in basic Wi-Fi. So now hopefully we'll be able to publish this podcast how are you we doing today i'm good it's funny yeah we have tried this once before and yes if, and basically we recorded the entire thing and then like a month later uh tyler messaged me and was like we can't use any of that <laughs> <laughs> i was like not oh. because of audio just because of what you said it no. was <laughs> so my wi-fi poor. was so it was it's a different apartment. Yeah. Now I'm like a functioning human with good Wi-Fi. It's cool. 
So you've um, since then you've yeah. been getting rich off the gospel, and now you can afford your Malibu yes penthouse exactly with my zillions and billions of followers. That was so funny. I was like, wait, I don't think I have that many. <laughs> I guess I should have said uh, micro influencer, <laughs> a micro influencer on her quest for the blue check mark on any on, platform. Yeah. Even Facebook would do at this point. So you had a video on TikTok go viral. I feel like a lot of people have been having videos on TikTok go viral. So it, it does that mean anyone can go viral on TikTok? Basically. Really? So like, it's so funny because I had no idea what... A year ago, I got TikTok because everyone's like, oh, it's like the, the future app that all these young people are on. But it mm -hmm. was just like kids dancing. And I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't do this. Now it's like video memes, like people are really funny on it. And then there's mm -hmm. like a bunch of older people who are on it now. So I got on it because I'm like, well, I run a, a meme account, like a comedy account. Like this just seems like a natural progression. So I got mm -hmm. on it and I'm like, how the heck does this work? And I did like some dumb things. And then randomly, I just acted out one of my memes that I've written on Instagram and it like jumped to a hundred thousand views, which to Woo! put into context, everything else has like two hundred views. And I wow. and then I realized anyone can go viral on TikTok. That's why <laughs> like people like it, you know? It yeah. means absolutely nothing. Also you go viral and people are just kind of bullies, I've noticed. Yeah. Too. Ugh. They're like how, mean. How much did you make from going viral on TikTok? Oh, uh zero. I think it was zero. <laughs> a potentially a net negative. A potentially like, yeah. Last night I went to this, uh, this is random, but went to this event uh, to support my roommate with a nonprofit at UCLA, which is like a very good college. And um, all these kids were like, uh, yeah, I want to be a lawyer and change the world and do this and do that. And here's my resume. And one they were telling was like, you this. They were telling us because uh, my roommate's trying to get interns for her nonprofit. And they're literal like world changers, right? And they were, and one girl goes, "You look familiar." And my roommate was like, "She's she's like a Instagram influencer. She's like comedy." And I just, I felt so <laughs> dumb in that moment, you know, because we were like, "Oh God, like you're literally gonna change the world. Like you're gonna find a cure for cancer." <laughs> and you know me because like tiktok last week like i don't know <laughs> my god oh oh the plane's going down oh they don't want uh, an instagram influencer for help <laughs> oh no no maybe they need help I'm making memes <laughs> yeah god. maybe i can help them find the joy in life doctors <laughs> good medicine am i right <laughs> yeah totally and it's worth a premium really more so than being yeah. a lawyer or yeah have it. <laughs> Everyone's going to sure. unfollow me after they've listened to That's this. fine. Well, they, they're already unfollowing me in masses. I've, I've lost yeah. probably, since the Tim Tebow post, I've probably lost like 7,000 oh. followers. Oh, really? Man. <laughs> yeah. Just Shoot, been a constant stream. <laughs> I lost 100 and I'm not sure why. And I was like, what did I say? I thought I was pretty good this week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you happens. get... When you get your validation from purely followers and likes, it does hurt pretty bad to have thousands of people in mass saying, you know what? I hate you as a person. Yeah. I don't care what you say. And then they refollow you after you post a cool post. Right. Right. Well, one that they agree with and they think yeah. then I'm doing the Lord's work. It's funny how you can, like, I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I posted about, um, who's the freaking guy from Bethel? Uh, What's oh. his name? Uh, Did you? Yeah, what's his name? Like a he's pastor? A no, he's a worship guy. I'm going to remember uh, his name. Brian Johnson? No. Uh, wait for it. He's got great hair. Kind of an undercut. They all uh, have great hair. Brandon Lake. So I posted about oh. Brandon Lake. Everyone loved it. Nobody really had much negative to say. And then yeah. I posted about Tim Tebow in the exact same format that I've been doing for the past year. And people lost their freaking minds. Like I was literally stabbing Tim Tebow in the throat. When Tim, when Tim Tebow, I promise, doesn't even notice what I'm doing. The dude's got yeah. two million followers. Yeah, and he's like never going to see it. An all-inclusive I mean, wedding sponsored by every vendor ever in South Africa. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, the shoes cost 600 bucks. And everyone's like, you better, you better stay away from Tim Tebow. <laughs> he's the really? second coming of Billy Graham. 
You're ruining his wedding day, you monster. Lay him alone on his wedding day. He's, he's not even a preacher. <laughs> oh, okay. So Tim Tebow's a preacher now? Get your yeah. facts straight. <laughs> no, it was so funny. And so I was like, okay, yeah, cool. He makes this funny from, like, football. That's You're just having fun, you know? Like, it's like, uh... we're, like you don't have to take it so serious but the best part was the next day i was um scrolling twitter and literally he posted up uh him preaching at passion or one of the conferences <laughs> and i was like he's not a preacher <laughs> yeah it was i, I probably had close people to a thousand so people mad. people wait were so uh mad. other than his sponsorship deals with espn and his career in the nfl like i'm so disconnected that i don't know who this very right. very popular person is uh right. was so funny and it's like such a mirror on the type of people that are commenting one way or the other on the whole materialism conversation thing and so mm-hmm. it's just like it was it was a pure heaping scoop of uh just uninformed Fun. negativity well on their end yeah, yeah i mean for me i knew and i kind of knew it was going to happen because there's a few people yeah. like that if you touch it at all, like, and I didn't, right. I didn't even say, I just, it's, it's a, somebody messaged me. I think it was, um, it was words played that messaged me. It was like, is there really this many people that just are so tone deaf to basic, like comedic. Right. Uh, right. I wanted to get back to what we were saying before about, um, people getting, I think this was what we were talking about at some point, people getting, offended or you know like about Tim like Tebow. they take the con yeah they take the comedy so serious I there's like a big account of uh, a meme account and they messaged me one day and they were like honestly I've thought about quitting so much just because Christians are so get like they're they can be so uh like offended at Terrible. everything well yeah. I just I insufferable say that, we're, Christ- we're Christian right so like we're yeah. supportive of the church we're you know but mm-hmm. part of it is like comedy allows you to talk about things that really like no one is talking about <laughs> right and, and then be like, like well i'm just kidding <laughs> don't murder okay, me yeah. oh you don't like it jk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't that doesn't work in marriage very well i've tried several yeah. times and it, oh yeah i could see yeah my sorry i didn't mean like, to rub marriage in your face yeah <laughs> Well, I did, I did a thing today that was like premarital counseling. Like, honest to God, everything I hear about premarital counseling, it's just figuring out who has more money, like going into marriage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Who's got the 100000 in debt, though? And right. And like, what we... fantasies about sex do you have? Because your wedding night <laughs> is probably kind of going to suck. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember being so aghast the first time I heard about pre-engagement counseling. Because I said, what is, what? what is that? What? It's counseling before you get engaged. I did it's not literally, even know that's a no, thing. No, it's like, like hey, dating? It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, we're dating, and I really want to struggle more with not having sex. So let's have pre-engagement <laughs> counseling. So we talk about it, and my mind goes down all those different steps. But we can't do it, nor are we engaged, right. Right. and we we up the risk of when we break up, it ruining my entire life. So let's do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's just a southern it in a thing. Pressure cooker. Oh yeah. I feel like- <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, like YWAM was like very simple. Like we couldn't close, we couldn't hang out with our, it's not even significant other. I don't even know what to even call it. Like we couldn't Males. hang out with the person we're talking to for marriage <laughs> mm. with the door o- o- or uh, closed. Closed, it had yeah. to, One of the rules was it had to be open. I'm like a 27 yeah. year old trying to talk to a guy you, <laughs> like, like, and I have to keep the door open because a 23 year old who is my superior is telling me to oh my god that's like missions. that you paid ten thousand dollars to yes sweet mercy yeah that and it's hard not to be like you immediately want to be rebellious like dude i'm a grown ass person right no way you're gonna tell me i'm gonna go freaking smooch this person but then you know the leader's like hey we need to talk to you about your attitude like are you really bought in (laughs) to what we're doing here are you I did a summer uh, project once in Destin with yeah. another like uh student ministry deal and there was a lot of the same things like one of my best friends in the world was my my leader quote unquote 
And there were several times you're like, Hey dude, you're kind of being a piss ant. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just can't with, with these people that are my same age that are over me. I can't right. like, usually I know, don't have a problem like- with authority, but it's like, this is all made up. Well, and, and like, I understand. Do you God need to work on your humility? Call, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called or whatever. And I'm like, you're 23. I don't need to be mentored. By you. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just want to know if I could be your mentor, sir. You, you've taken that's, two more classes than I have. That's a negative. We had to, uh, the guy I was dating and I, he was like a, a DTS, which is discipleship training school, which everyone does when they first go to. Not Wyoming. to be confused like, with Dallas theological seminary, which is what we oh. say down here in Dallas. So just to clarify, yeah, so many similarities. So we, he was the DTS leader, like on the leadership team. And so we had to get permission from the leadership team to date. And then they all laid their hands on us and got in a prayer circle around (laughs) us and prayed for us. And I thought I was like, am I getting engaged? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can we go back to where we discussed? Like, I just want to make sure that we're both agreeing to the same thing. Like, this is so intense. But I also was like, oh, this is normal, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, you don't know. And now I'm like, it's right. just a lot. It's a lot. When Do you're they just spritz trying- you with essential oils? Like, have <laughs> yeah. some tranquility and some they purity. They anointed in my forehead with, a, oh with anointing God. oil. Did you see that uh, post I sent you before our conversation? No. Of Which the one? Bethel people laughing and screaming and shaking? No, what I didn't. I thought I picture I picture oh. that going on during your dating uh, consummation or whatever you call oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was raised like very charismatic. Like, oh really? My mom, yeah. So my mom was Muslim because she um uh she passed away, but she's uh they're both my parents are from Iran, and uh oh, okay. she had this Awkward. radical conversion. Yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's not. <laughs> um and so she like converted uh from televangelist benny hinn full-blown conversion yeah full-blown we used to go to crusades like um so you've been to those like the healing deals oh yeah healing crusades sweet um seen and done it all so like i i have like like i believe like god speaks to everyone holy spirit speaks to everyone you have to direct relationship but i like to make fun of obviously like with benny hinn and such like my mom gave a lot of money to benny hinn and my dad was like he's not a christian um but he i can't really blame him because my mom gave a lot of money to the tv (laughs) because it was like give us your money and you know we're gonna bless your whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. and uh she like we didn't have a lot of money and she gave it all to the Benny Hinn. Oh no. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and how yeah, were the returns like, on that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not sure I was young, but as she, that was like when she first converted. So, you know, like the, the more mature she got in her, um, relationship with God, like she, mm-hmm. you know, eased off a little on that stuff. But, yeah. Uh that was like my upbringing, so I'm very And she like, was doing her best. She was like, doing her with... best. My parents separated, so that she just like needed um she was looking for support and community and like so that's why one of the things is I find like people are very vulnerable when they go to church, especially the first time. Uh-huh. And they're very vulnerable to listening to whatever the leader is saying. And mm-hmm. so um that's why I like a lot what you do. Cause you're just kind of making it real. Like, Hey, um, listen, like we really like, you can wear whatever you want. Like right. it's just the people in your community are watching you very closely. And they're like, Oh, if I tithe, am I going to be wealthy financially? Like, am right. I going mean, to send, afford- you send a message, whether or not it's fair or not with the things you wear and the things you choose to post. And yes. once you post it in the public forum, you no longer have control of how people receive. Even if you give 99% of your shiz away, if all you're doing is posting a picture of you looking awesome preaching with expensive shoes, people are going to interpret that one way or the other. And I think it it maybe wasn't as people, the, the criticism for that, or at least the, the 
I don't know, the commentary on that wasn't as poignant until I was able to do the pictures the way they were. I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous. (laughs) That was so funny. I remember, it's like, everyone knows where they were when they like first saw Preachers and Sneakers. (laughs) That's insane. Where were you? I was at the mall, ironically. Wow. Cliche alert. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could not have called that. And then I saw like, I think Jamie Tor. I don't know how to say his last name. Torkowski. Yeah. Yep. I saw he put, and then I Shouts saw, out to Jamie. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. So I think it's, it just, yeah. That Did was you follow crazy. him or something? I think I follow him. Yeah. On Twitter. Or I saw the article that came out. Oh, but this is the thing is like, you know, I used to work in the private jet industry. Like I was a flight planner. Yeah. So I would see all the richest, most famous celebrities and I would plan their trips on private jets, which <sighs> RIP Kobe was so sad. Um, oh yes. RIP a legend. I know. And um, anyways, the richest, richest, richest of them all, they would drive like the guy. I can't actually, I can't even say this. They, I'm like, my boss is going to come and like sue me if you like hear this. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he, he drove a Honda, a beat up Honda Civic. Like everyone knows who this person is, but he drove mm-hmm. a beat up Honda Civic, comes to the airport and like gets on his private jet because like he flies so much and he can afford it, but he doesn't like advertise that He's that's how rich he is right? right and i think that that is just a very clear and wonderful example of like you can be very wealthy you just don't need to flaunt it and there's yeah. something about like <clears throat> people who brag about how much money they have and like how annoying that is and how it somehow infiltrated the church culture where it mm-hmm. became normal and okay almost to do that which people i don't think they meant they don't mean to do that, but it comes across as that a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, just the the pictures communicate that you're doing all right. And the 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 train of thought or the train of logic says, all right, he's he's in good shape. He's on a big stage with a huge congregation and he's got shoes that are worth eight hundred dollars. Oh, he's got some other posts of him at the game, or he's got some other posts of him in an Audi, like a this guy's doing pretty well. That feels weird to me, or that pisses me off because I'm not doing that well. And I Uh give to the church and a lot of it isn't fair. Like a lot of it is without context, but I'm not even sure if that matters. If, if you're the one that are posting the thing. So like I, I had an anonymous interview presented yesterday at Liberty university and a fellow Iranian, David Nasser, who was uh-huh. kind of commenting on it. He interviewed me, but then he commented on it itself. And he was kind of going into like, we shouldn't care about petty things and kind of uh, smaller issues. Um, but to some people, this is a big issue. And I think it, it, uh, it blew up for a reason. And it wasn't because of me, I don't think. I mean, right. yes, I started the account and I put my own flair on things, but it blew up, I think, because it was an overflow of a lot of people's hearts. And a yes. lot of it's an overflow, a negative overflow of their hearts that is potentially sin or however you view it. Right. Like, um, we could be jealous. Like, I can acknowledge, like, oh, uh, like, okay, my first thought when I saw your account was I was laughing and I was like, finally, someone says it. Because it uh, right. it was so funny how much content you have. Because it was across <laughs> the board. Every single preacher and pastor that is on Instagram that people follow, that people know, are dressed very, very nicely, which is good. But it also is like you're also consistently posting, love Jesus with all your heart and here's my Gucci swag. Like that's it is like, I don't know, like I I have a in my head, I think a lot about Jesus flipping those tables outside the church because people were selling things that people needed to use as sacrifice to uh, part of the law. And it's like, there was just this line and Jesus is like, do not cross this line. And I think yeah. now, like, I'm very aware of that. And I think I'm more so to, uh, like, I lean too far on, like, I don't monetize 
enough when it comes to what I'm doing. And I'm learning that too. But like, I don't know, there's a line. And I think maybe we're a little blurry on that right now. That's a church. And and I, I, for a long time overindexed on that too, because I didn't want to look like a hypocrite, but it still seemed like there's a difference between, because for me, there's one huge element to it that doesn't exist within what we're doing is that some people are tithing to the church in full faith that they're giving to further God's kingdom and seeing people representing that church, wearing those super expensive things sends a message, whether or not it's fair or not, that those tithes in some way went to fund that type of lifestyle. And like, yes, mm-hmm. that we should all we should all be good stewards of our money and we should all be good stewards of our reputation and image. And we should be seen as modest and uh, self-controlled and have all the fr- fruits of the spirit. But that seems to be the big difference is that a lot of these dudes are making big bucks mm-hmm. somehow on the premise that or on the back of people that are giving, thinking that they're supporting the kingdom. And so I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. And they say, well, I don't take a salary from my church. Like, okay, you make all your money off book deals. When are you mm-hmm. writing those book deals? Is it is it during working hours when the church is open? Because if so, then the tithes are literally funding your ability to write these books. So, I mean, it's just like a, it's a perpetual mm-hmm. circular conversation where there's no real great answer. Yeah. Uh, but it's and been I interesting the to see the response and, and people yeah. uh, haven't been, I, I wish more people were open to understanding the other side. Like the pastors think, I'm shaming them and attacking them when, yes, I'm being a little snarky and being a little sarcastic, mm-hmm. uh, but to point out a thing that a lot of people care about and a lot of them have written it off as just haters. I'm like, well, right. I don't know. Like at a certain point, you're going to have to address this. Like if you pulled up in a Lambo, I think some people that are like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, let them have nice things would then be like, I don't know. That seems a little extreme. What do you think? Right. Well, Well, and I think also, like, there's a conversation to, like, this conversation has to be had, even if it's uncomfortable, and there's no clear answer, it doesn't mean like, we just don't talk about it. And I think that's a big thing in church. It's like, look, if you don't have all the great, perfect answers, it doesn't mean you just don't talk about something. For instance, well, I don't even want to bring up other controversial things. But like, (laughs) there are certain things, right? Like, and that's part of why I love to do what I do, because I push the boundary on purpose now that I'm more comfortable so that people start talking about what they really think because their actual opinions come out and then it's like perfect now we can discuss this oh why do you think you you believe that or why and then people like don't actually fully know sometimes and they Uh can figure it out and that's very important to know why you believe what you believe um and And have some basis for it because it's easy and it's even challenged me because you know, I've had to comment on some of these things and I've been pushed back on like, all right, biblically, what is, where does it say that? Or, or, you know, people have called me out like, dude, do you not know anything about Matthew 18? Are you supposed to go to your brothers in private for this stuff? And I'm like, yes, I know that. But was he talking about public figures that have chosen to put these things in the ether in front of hundreds of thousands of people? I don't right. know. Like, so, like, does it apply? Well, social to same- media is just like this new, not it's not new to us but like it's a new phenomenon where all of a sudden you can reach a million people with a single post like from your phone from your phone instantly and and i think like that changes the game also um you know when i was at the private jet place carl lenz (laughs) flew as a guest i forget if i talked about did he really yes he was a guest of the basketball player so we were, everyone in my office, this was kind of, this was the year my mom died. So I was very like, we were going to healing services and stuff for her. And mm. then I like, didn't go to church after she died. Cause it was too painful. Almost. Yeah. I was like, uh, in this, I'm really good at avoiding. So that's what I did. That's how I dealt with grief. And then that was like part of my story anyway. Right. So, uh, Everyone in my office, no one was a Christian but me. And they're all like, oh, let's see what this pastor does. Like, oh, like Christians flying private. Because it's this, I could tell you like plenty of stories of different people. And uh-huh. anyway, so I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, please let this, like, please let him just like, I don't know, be humble. I don't even know. Uh-huh. So anyways, they fly, they get out. And uh, 
everyone asked like the flight attendant and the pilots. Oh, so how were they? And um, the basketball player had provided like all this food, all this drink, like everything. Uh-huh. And they didn't even eat. They just sat there, played cards and and read their Bible and like wow. just had conversation. And I was like, okay. Like the thing is like, I really, I don't know Carl Lenz, but I have a lot mm-hmm. of respect for him because he's in New York in like, he is, I feel like very much passionate about what he does and Mm -hmm. he dresses nicely, but like he has every opportunity to flaunt exactly how, how famous all the people are he hangs out with. And he doesn't really do that. Like, I don't know. I just think there are other people who do it way more. Yeah. I mean, I, I do know Carl Lentz and, uh, only because he reached out to me well we got connected through jamie torkowski but we've we have okay at least a somewhat of a relationship now and he as you could probably assume he's super like mega cool and like approachable and totally i mean he like he is homies with the most powerful people yeah he really entertainment and so i too have respect for him because while we may disagree on some things he at least was willing to talk to me, hear me out, and at least empathize with like, yeah, I get how this could happen. I disagree with what you're doing, but I at least empathize with what you're, why this happened. And I consider us a friend or like friends now. Like he knows, he knows my real name. He knows where I live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I was very appreciative of that. And I, I took down some of the posts that I had of him because it had his kids in it and i think Mm -hmm. his kids were getting feedback at school and so like obviously i didn't want any of that but i've gotten a lot of flack for not posting more about carl because yeah he's the the fashion don um being in new york and you know i've i've texted with him after he's come out of like barney's or flight club where justin bieber's like dude literally take whatever you want and he's texting me i'm like dude i didn't take anything because uh you know, I know I'm just going to end up on your page, like joking. I'm sure he did get some stuff. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, but yeah, there is a different posture. Yeah. But he's also like, you he genuinely his... likes fashion. Like, I feel like it, well, it helps like to he be freaking ripped to... and good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, the thing is, is he's been made fun of so much, like even with like cool hip youth pastor, like years right. for years and years. He, I think he has, face that uh like been a christian meme like people have (laughs) done so much with just like the glasses and like the hair or like so i mean he even told me like people have threatened his family have told him he's gonna burn Mm -hmm. in hell like Mm -hmm. you know and he kind of provided some perspective there like dude the sneakers really don't matter to me that much but he you know he's told me all these stories about like tmz stopped him at lax and stopped him Mm -hmm. instead of uh, all of boys to men that were on the same flight with him to ask him about wow. the account. So like, um, wow, yeah, he, he has had a better attitude about it Yeah, uh, that I wish other people had and a willingness to talk. I haven't got him on the podcast yet just cause I don't want to be an ass. Like, Hey yeah. man. Yeah. I know I got kind of famous off of, you know, yeah. posting Will about you all your fashion. <laughs> yeah. Will you uh, drive more traffic to my site by being on my podcast? <laughs> Please. Yeah, I know. Well, this whole thing, I mean, there is no like clear cut line. It's just like, I, you can't judge a heart, right? Like we're, we can't judge hearts. Like I can't, I got to just like look at myself, but like you can make fun of things because it brings to light stuff that like we all struggle with collectively. I struggle uh-huh. with it. You struggle with it. Do I want like to wear Louboutins and stand on a stage and be preaching and like uh-huh. impact the lives of so many? Cause they're just so touched by my word. And I like, raise my hands and pray for all the yeah I mean that is in my head but Uh like I feel like the last three years I have been so like I don't want to say crushed by the Lord I don't mean that I mean I have faced a lot of things that were really hard that really made me sit down and be like Christina where is your value where is your identity you're only going to get anywhere in life if you don't figure this out and just after it's like oh now I see this little slow rise I'm like if I had had any of the following or whatever like a few years ago, I would have never been able to survive the, like, I don't know what comes with it, I guess. Hey, yo, what up? You made it this far. We got a little ways to go, but let's take a quick break so I can pay a few bills and we'll get you right back to my conversation with Christina. Okay. 
here's the deal. More often than not, you're probably wearing the same drawers you've been wearing for the past 15 years. And you know why that's unacceptable? You're a grown person at this point. And I've got a solution for you. Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, a seamless shopping experience. And I promise they will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Yes, it's an impressive word. It basically means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, listen to this, you can keep it, and they will still refund you with no questions asked. Not only does Macwell's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. Do you hate having to like switch clothing between being on the street and working out and working out and going to work? Mac Weldon's clothing eliminates that and is great for all activities. What did I buy? I bought a few pairs of sweatpants. I got a few pairs of underwear. I got a pair of work pants. Everything's super comfortable. Got a little bit of elastic working for me because at this point, uh, I can never guarantee what size I'm going to be on a given day. So I'm super pumped about that. And for my listeners only, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code PREACHERS. That's right. You get 20% off your first order if you go to MacWeldon.com and use the code PREACHERS. Okay, I'm done rambling. Back to my conversation with Christina Hart. That's a good word. And I I feel the same too. Like part of me wanted to go really fast with this because like when the Today Show asked for me to come on, I was like, dude, please. And I was talking to my wife, like, please, let me just go on the Today Show. This would be so uh-huh. dope. And it was kind of what I said, the Liberty thing yesterday. It was a practice for me to not just uh, wallow in the fame and accolades of being so funny and so creative and right. uh, loving what people were saying about me. Um, I, I agree. Like, it takes some wisdom to kind of deal with, with with some of these things. And I've done it very imperfectly, too. But that is... It's hard to say that because it's like, gosh, every day I just want more success and more money. And mm-hmm. when you look back, like, oh, there's probably a reason I wasn't given all that when I wanted it because I was an idiot and had totally. no concept of how to like compartmentalize all this stuff. Yeah. Like Sammy and I, when we started uh, DTR blog, she helped me start it. We wanted a post to go one uh, I started the blog writing. We wanted submission. I was anonymous. And we wanted submissions of people's stories about dating and stuff. This was mm-hmm. before Christian dating was like a big thing to talk about. I, I swear at the time we were like, no one's talking about how all this ridiculous stuff that happens, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> what and year the story, did start? uh, I think the blog was three years ago. And, uh, but the memes were two years ago. That was like a by accidental thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was like, yeah. And, uh, the stories people sent in were really weird, like too weird. Like (laughs) it was like, I touched a girl's boob and, and it was seven pages on like shame about that. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to relive or live through this with you again. I was like, oh, Sammy and I were like, oh, so then I started writing my own stories. And that's how it kind of happened that like, I, I like people it was this discussion of, do I let them know who I am or do I stay anonymous the whole time? Mm-hmm. And after about a year, it was like, okay, I think like they want to know who you are to personalize what you're writing about. And uh, so that's, that's what happened. But if in the beginning we wanted something to go viral And I'm like, if it had gone viral and I had gotten all this attention in the very beginning, I truly would not have known how to handle the trolling, like the people, because you're like, oh, I'm so liked. And then you post one thing and people like all of a sudden turn on you and you're like, wait a minute, I thought you liked what I'm doing. And it's, it's a real thing. And it's like, oh, you, it takes a lot to be vulnerable and to also like navigate through all of that, I think. Yeah. And it's, I, I wholeheartedly agree the seeing within months of people being like dude you're doing the lord's work and then months later being like you're a pos is so interesting and so evident of the fall of all of humanity um Mm. but it it it, and it sounds like such first world problems like our ability to deal with our responses on instagram seems like 
trivial stuff, but there is a, there's like a thick skin slash maturity thing that has to come because otherwise it'll ruin your day. Like I've had yeah. messages and comment, one single comment that'll ruin my entire day. And my wife is like, dude, this is not worth that. Shut right. the freak up. Like this, right. nothing in life on social media is worth it ruining your day. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that kind of takes some effort. It does. You have to like take mental breaks or you have to like, yeah. Well, and I think, cause there's a lot of younger, like you're my age, right? We don't have to like announce 45. Are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, no, uh, there yes, are a lot are. of, yeah. Okay. There are a lot of people who are a little bit younger than us that truly have a lot of issues and problems because of social media, because of like the comparison and the bullying and the, it's mm -hmm. like a real thing. And in the Christian world, it's like, are you anyone if you don't have followers and you're, you're building a platform for Jesus? Like, do you mm -hmm. even really matter? Like that is a big thing that like people, like I see it all the time in LA because I live here. It's probably worse here than anywhere I would guess. But yeah, I'm like, it's not real life. Like if you just talk to one person and that's all you impact, like that is enough. <laughs> oh, come on. You know? Yeah, that's a freaking word right there. Yeah. Yeah. Send me my millions. No. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I, I agree. And it is so easy to get sucked into that. Like, gosh, these dudes, you know, people message me all the time with critique. Like these guys will impact more people in their whole life than you'll ever or in one day than you will in your whole life. I'm like, maybe, maybe so, bro. Um, mm -hmm. And if I was, I mean, I do get sucked into it, but if I was brought up in this completely, I could totally see how that would be your gauge of whether or not you're being successful. Because I mean, it, you just, it's on display. Like this, the hottest pastors and authors and singers have huge platforms, very curated posts. Like, even just, mm -hmm. I could see if I was a pastor or a preacher feeling the pressure to have, you know, a hip creative team working on each of my posts, highlighting my, the best words from my sermon that Sunday, like mm -hmm. Furtick does. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's just, none of that is required and none of that matters really. Like it probably mm -hmm. reaches a lot of people, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, right now, granted, like I'm, gr I'm grateful for the opportunity to hopefully get people to laugh and or think about like, things Lord, don't take scale. our platforms away <laughs> yeah. yeah to be clear it's like no it's not woe is me like i've made a few dollars selling some hoodies i've been able to give some money away to yeah. important things and uh hopefully i need you to teach me how to think, do that uh well that's gonna cost you you know if you do it well don't do it for free i know but um yeah no it's so true it's so true man and uh, I just wanted to say that last week I went to church home and I saw Justin Bieber and Haley and Chance the Rapper and I went purposely just to find them and I was mm -hmm. that person and I was looking at everyone. I'm like, who's listening to Judas Smith right now? We're all looking at the Biebs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, I mean, at least if you could just admit it, you know, like, I think that it's just like, be honest and, and like, that's okay, you know? Yeah. And it, uh, oh man, it brings up so many things like the, what we do with not only celebrities that are Christians, but Christians that are celebrities in their own right. Uh, mm -hmm. like there's such a deep conversation that we don't really have to get into cause I don't really have a great answer for it, but that's part of what hopefully I can write about in my book yes. that, that someone, uh, must hate their career in signing up to, uh, publish a book by me but that's happening what? That's you gonna be so what? aren't you working on a book yeah so i just want everyone who's listening to understand that i also have a deep side no one's listening honestly <laughs> i mean it, this my parents yeah, like, who's, some who's of my gonna friends listen? it's like 40 minutes in now like who's listening to the entire thing everyone uh, is left at this point yeah they're gone so i'm just telling you well you already okay. know this I work, i'm open to it i I work in a residential facility for women uh, with diagnoses, uh, PTSD, borderline personality disorder. A lot of them come from the mental hospital for suicide mm. attempts. So wow. I feel like humor is a big part of people's healing process. I know that's that heavy. From, it's very heavy and allowing yourself to laugh or write about something, even 
um, if the humor is just the little relief that you need, I have seen how healing it can be. And so I have a big passion for people living in emotional health um, mm -hmm. and being transparent and honest, like with God, with themselves and with others. And so I'm writing a book that That's basically legit. encompasses all of this. It may come out in five years. It may come out in a year. I don't know. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. It's been the hardest project for me because I have to like, well, you know this, like to write a book, you have to like relive things yes. and then really process like and take seriously. What is it that you're saying that you are putting out there in the world? Like, uh, what do you believe? And that these lines are so hard to, you know, it's just hard to navigate through. So I applaud the, that you're doing what you're doing. You know, Thank you. Uh, I am learning as I go. And the, the whole research component, too, is like a very involved yes. thing because you want to write something that people may not know already because if you just regurgitate freaking buzzfeed articles it's not really doing much for anybody well it'll sell though we know that <laughs> yeah for sure but what about the I uh mean, what about market. the comedy what about the comedy yeah. side of the world so you're in la you're very strategically placed to do yeah. things in comedy what has your comedy career looked like so far well, I, I, at this point, I honestly think no one is listening, but I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I This whole comedy thing was an accident. I love hosting live events. They have been very successful, but I have done rarely open mics. I'm the weird person that's like, I'm going to do this, and then I'll do a 45-minute set live for an event and hope it goes well. And like, I don't know why I am like this, but that's why I am. I, that's how I am. What? Wait, so, what? So you won't do open mics, but you will do 45 minutes set. Well, I just haven't really done open mics. I just, the first thing I ever did was like, not 45. I did a 25 minute set at my, at like an event. And that's when I realized I like doing it. But I also like, mm. I like comedy, but I also like, this is so lame. Uh, this is like very Christian to me, but inspirational storytelling. So I like to combine oh. the two. <laughs> wow. And so now what I want to do is like, I really love the live events. It's kind of like live podcasting vibe. Um, uh -huh. Describe so this, these events that you're talking about. Uh, so I've had your friend, I had Jaron Myers at my very first one in a bar. I did. Shouts out no to Jaron Myers. Dude, it's hysterical. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, uh, do you want to be part of this event? <laughs> and um, basically, I have a theme for each one. I bring comics. I bring um, who I, like it's it just kind of is whoever has an interest in the particular area that we're talking about okay. um, for that event. And, and then I'll have audience. I have the audience come up and be volunteers. And I ask them very uncomfortable questions. And it's very Ooh. funny to see their reactions. <laughs> We Can you curse during these events or yeah. do you keep it yeah. nice? I don't do them in, I haven't done it in a church for a reason because I right. wanted to be able to say and do whatever kind of happened. So no, I'm not like people aren't, I, I don't think anyone's dropped the F-bomb, but they, people say, will say like shit or, you know, could you list all the words? My parents, have, my parents have already stopped listening to this because yeah. of the, the language. Literally so. there's one person listening, but we see you. Um, yes, we do. We, thank you. Please show up. No. <laughs> so what I want to do now is launch a podcast like everyone else, but I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Every two weeks, drop one where we're recapping the Christian world and like the events of the Christian world in the last two weeks, as well as in the general world. But things like, you know, Justin Bieber dropped yummy and everyone was like, oh my God, Bieber's this like amazing Christian <laughs> and he has seasons coming out. And I'm like, does anyone actually listen to the lyrics of Yummy and know what it's about? Because I just—is it I about had the same thought. or you know, like <laughs> yeah. no one says like, it? And I'm like, can we just say it out loud? Like, let's all try to say it out loud together. You know, like, oh, like, uh, he's just talking about sex in general. <laughs> yeah, it's, for sales. It's married, it's married sex, you guys, and it's like, okay, so am I as a single person? Am I not supposed to listen to this now? Or right. am I like, you know, you're just funny. It's like, it's funny. Our world is very funny and weird. And I love to, to like, just say it and uh -huh. see people's reactions. <laughs> get forgiveness later. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then because I get Christian, in the Christian like, world, why are you trolling me? <laughs> in the Christian world, there's like another element of kind of weird funniness to it that 
only people that kind of lived in it can comment on it correctly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing has been like for me trying to be funny, like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to be funny. Uh, people get offended with you just trying to be funny about Christian type themes because it, it feels like you have to be serious. And so I've been having a struggle through this whole deal of like, can I make fun of a pastor just as I would make fun of anyone else? And if, and if not, why, why is this person immune versus any other? So like, if I was making fun of Justin Bieber, I don't think anyone would bat an eye, but if I made fun of his pastor, we'd be like, dude, why would you joke about this dude who's doing the Lord's work? That kind of thing. It's just been an interesting thing that I hadn't thought about before about there, there being seemingly fake limits on who you can and can't joke about. Yeah. Well, have you experienced any of that? I, yes. And this is, these are, this is what I think. I think like two things. So one is if people feel like they know you, they are more inclined to understand why you're doing something. And I think the hardest thing for you is like, no one really knows who you are. Like I (laughs) do. Right. So like, I totally understand and get everything that you're doing. Cause I know who you are. And I, under, I know you're like a little of your story. I know your heart behind things. Like mm-hmm. it is very easy to go after someone when you don't, when they're anonymous for, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think it'll be interesting if you ever do like, um, tell people who you are. Cause I personally feel like actually people will connect with you a lot. Yeah. But I know, uh, like, that's a good yeah. word. And it, you know, I, I see the irony in me even commenting on like, man, it's so easy for people to misinterpret what I'm doing. Cause I'm anonymous when I'm basically misinterpreting other people's posts because I don't know them, but yeah, I mean, as of now I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't told anybody this, but I'm planning on doing a quote unquote identity reveal in September in line oh. with the book launch. So Okay, that could go one of two ways. Uh, yeah, you can. I'll just I'll send the the jet to you. Oh, and perfect! It'll, it'll go to your initial like the okay the FBO that you used to work at, and it'll just pick yeah. you up and fly you back out to Virginia perfect. where we're doing it. If that's okay, and it'll have your name on the plane. It will. Yeah, one of two planes. They'll they'll be named. We used to have see like, Trump's plane all the time. Oh yeah, ironic. he's got yeah. <laughs> like he's now the president. Yeah, sweet mercy. What? That's that's awesome. Um, so the events are. When's your next event? Do you have one on the schedule, or are you focusing on the podcast? Uh, focusing on the podcast. Uh, I hired a business consultant because, as you can see, I have like my, I'm the personality. I have so many ideas, and then I need someone to help me like lock down the direction of when to do things. So finally, I have someone that is like gonna help me just put 2020 and 2021 like uh because things got a little crazy because i now like it's very weird i got i got invited to like speak at a 12-step thing (laughs) and i was like and i was like okay i just want you to know that i'm not like i'm not an addict (laughs) right i don't have an experience being an addict (laughs) but i love it i get it's like my life is kind of weird and great and um Oh, but the one thing I wanted to say about uh, revealing yourself too is I think part of what you're doing is you're also advocating for the pastors who don't have the platforms and who work really hard and who have no recognition. And they're like really pastoring people because that is really hard. What like that type of work is very hard. And so there's something to be said, just, I think that's part of a little bit where your heart is at. So you should put that in the book thing. People will Mm, like uh, connect with that vulnerable yeah. Yeah. Cause there's thousands of these dudes <laughs> that have little to no following that are, are going to the hospital on the weekends for the, yeah. the dying old ladies will never be recognized. will never be mm-hmm. thanked and have a really hard job for no pay or little pay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would obviously love for yeah. them to, for people to know that those people exist and to even just thank them for what they're doing while these other dudes, mm-hmm. you know, revel in the glory of having millions of followers and are on the breakfast club. Um, it's just an interesting, I guess, black and white. Um, that's cool about the podcast. So it's like relevant pod, but yeah, maybe not three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the, like, I don't have the mental capacity. It would be, it's going to be like 30 minutes. Um, and I'm going to have different co-hosts. 
I'm going to have Johnny. I'm going to have like different people. Oh, you can do so one with funny. me. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you just for the, the pity invite. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I bring nothing I'm to the so table. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want like, cause I like people's different perspectives. Like you, you can talk about the same thing and the vibe is completely different. And every yeah. week they're like, I read a lot of stuff and I notice like, Oh, I think a lot of people come to my page now to kind of find out like what's going on in the Christian world. Like, <laughs> you know, because I'll yeah. have like a, a little meme or joke about it. And they're like, Oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, how do you not know? Like, right. I, I don't know. Well, it helps it that we're so. spending 10 hours a day on social media. Yeah. Versus the exactly. other people that have normal boundaries in life. Like my yeah. wife will ask me, Hey, how many hours a day did you spend on Instagram this week? And it literally tells you and it's, Oh, Oh, nine and a half Screen hours time. a day. Yeah. Screen yeah. That time, seems like man. a problem. That's bucko. <laughs> Jackass. Yeah, like, how about you take me like, on a date every once in a while? Husband. I, yeah. I know. Like marriage, marriage is another, like, what is my husband going to be like? Like he's going to have to just really be able to take my awful jokes and I'm going to have to be able to expose all of our like, like, okay, did anyone talk? Like, why does no one talk about this part of marriage? Like, right. Just yeah. Like the that, weird thing. that was something that bothered me too. Going into marriage was like, everybody you talk about once you get engaged that is married would say, oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. Numb nuts. Right. Like, right. why don't you tell me something good about it? That's encouraging. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just got to die to yourself every day. Oh yeah. It's just, Freaking. it's just submission and surrender. I, my favorite thing is I've, I've known a lot of people actually who are virgins who got married. And my favorite thing is I'm like, listen, you guys, you're going to want some alcohol. Like do not do the whole sober wedding. <laughs> Any thing, kind. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. But everyone across the board, they're like, why does no one say that it's just kind of it's not really great the first night and i'm like you know uh born again born again virgin but i'm like <laughs> I, this is what i feel like premarital counseling needs to discuss like if yeah. i could do a well, class around that like that would be my dream i think like yeah i mean i we were blessed to have someone that kind of spoke into some of that which was very uncomfortable for me because as dudes <laughs> growing up that are you know really pushing to save themselves they obviously have expectations for how it's going to be and if you don't mm -hmm. head those off beforehand you could really like ruin yeah the next year it's of like your marriage real problems i know yeah. or like, like even from a practical perspective the the ladies right. might have that experience with you and then not want like that's their first experience too and they're not going to want to do that right. in perpetuity because like that why would i ever want to do that with you you freak Right. Um, so it's an we, interesting thing. We should that definitely you, have you and your wife on my podcast just to talk about it. Yeah, she would love that. <laughs> me. Like she so that's the thing, kinda asking about like what type of person marries you because she definitely didn't sign up for this. But now she is the 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 testing ground for all of my initial jokes and she is so sick. One, I've talked about preaching to sneak sneakers, but two, like anytime I have a thought about a joke, it goes to her first and she's just like mm -hmm. a constant eye roll. But it needs yeah. to be the type of person that can be like, dude, that's not funny or uh, right. can encourage you. Like you should go try that at open mic and see, cause I don't think it's funny, but maybe other people will. Yeah. That's like yeah. how Sammy was for me. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Shouts out friend. to Sammy. What's her handle? SJ videography. SJ videography. Yeah. Or no SJ video. She's like a killing it in the wedding uh, video industry. Uh, like has been asked by a lot of celebrities and stuff. So, oh, was she anyway, at Tim Tebow's wedding? Cool. Um, no, but Audrina <laughs> Patridge. No, <laughs> who was that? Never, never mind. I can't say things. Is that the girl from Laguna Beach? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was a big fan back in the day. My high I school love years. Beach. I still sometimes watch like The Hills. Uh, yeah. LC. Lauren Conrad was the voice of reason to all of us. <laughs> Yeah, she, I mean, she, you know, just had it all together, right? She was beautiful. She, she was yeah. good with conflict. She was working in the fashion world. At one point, at one point, I was like five spots away from surpassing her on uh, 
art and fashion podcast or something, fashion and beauty podcast. Really? Like, w- one day, like it, it was some type of spike that I had and I was. Wow. Uh, what was the spike for? I wonder what caused that. I think it was. It, it had to have been one it. of the early podcasts where I was like, hey, I've got a podcast. Here's all right. these new people that are following me. But, you know. It, so now no one's going to listen to this, you think? No. I mean. Is anybody I, out there? I've They'll consistently lost followers. I never do. Yeah. Well, that just happens. It's fine. And then you're, listen, you post one cool thing. Like, if you get, like, Carl Lenz to post a photo with you, then everyone will follow you again. Right. That's the world we live in. (laughs) My goal is to have abs like his by the time I come out, quote unquote, so that we could maybe compare. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It's like one one post away from all starting back up again, which is a cool thought, I guess. Yeah. Um, But the thing with the podcast, a bit of advice that you didn't ask for. Yes. People do really like consistency. And I was talking to uh, Annie F. Downs about this because I was yeah. trying to use her studio in Nashville. Whenever I go there, yeah. I don't know when I'm be able to go over there yet. But um, she, I, love her I was at, yeah, she's great, and she, and she was very nice to me and was very generous to offer me her studio. She basically said, "Look, I could have Dolly Parton on this thing, and I won't get as many listens as I will just from being consistent and having people." Right. Um. So word to you, and I don't do this well. It's like because it takes so much effort to produce these kind of things and get them mm-hmm. chopped up and get the the copy right and get the little ad posts right um but yeah if you can stick with the two week thing or or go to even yeah. more quick and people expect when they're going to receive a new episode apparently that they respond really well to that and that'll get you higher on the list and whatever iTunes blah 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 yeah um so. yeah well i think that's why like the dtr I, I, every day I posted for two years, but because it was my process, yeah. it's like how I processed things. And so right. it's like natural for me. And yeah. then, um, cause do you have a, true. do you have, is it where you just like have a thought that won't go away and you have to do something with it? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do the so exact like, same thing. I notice something like, um, and then I put it in notes yes. and then. Uh, it's part of like my devotion <laughs> <laughs> making fun of god's kingdom yeah like i'll be like i'm reading my bible and this is so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. always tell oh i gotta edit that out um uh, my wife oh. can always tell uh when i've i'm anchored on a, a comedic thought because she can tell i'm somewhere else she's like what are you yeah, thinking about and i'm like you ever yeah, think about like, blah, you know, blah, it's blah. funny yeah yeah and they're like, they, yeah, they're like, no, not really. Or like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I get that a lot. And I'm like, honestly, Shut people up. thought it was funny. You know, it's like, it's like the TikTok things. Like, I made like six. And I thought the other five were so funny. And it's like crickets. And then the one that I was like, this is so stupid. And uh-huh. it <laughs> blew up. And I'm like. That's always the way it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to really kind of cater to maybe the lowest denominator. But yeah, <laughs> yeah what a what a life we live. What a all life. right. Uh I've I've taken enough of your time, but for all the people that don't follow you already and are interested yes. in reading your actual comedy and your uh, serious thoughts about life instead of mine, yes. where can they yes. find you in the world? Uh, at the DTR blog on all things, uh, Instagram is where I am the most active and you can find out all the stuff we're doing in the future from there. Hmm. But you don't actually have a blog, correct? Oh, I do have a blog. <laughs> yes. And it's called the DTR blog, blog? The DTR blog. And I post more serious content on mental health, emotional health, uh, and real life stories about dating relationships and kind of how why i started this so that's, that's awesome is there a way uh people can support you like do you have a patreon or anything yet no <laughs> so oh that's right that's I, why this, you hired the yeah, business yeah. consultant yeah <laughs> you're so like not this making is all a hobby <laughs> yeah i didn't make zero money from dtr but that that will change uh yes so if you just start following um we have a lot of fun stuff coming up as well as events that are going to be all over the u.s so you can stay tuned and buy my book when it comes out then. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, yeah. Christina, you are uh, a you. pleasure to talk to as always. And you're incredibly yes. funny. And I wish you, you nothing but uh, free success 
and continued <laughs> zero dollar income through your comedy. Uh, Thank you. Much love, and I Thanks. will talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. Please, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the pod, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Preachers and Sneakers. I want to say a quick thank you to my audio engineer, Zane Callister, on the ones and twos, making me sound real, real nice. And to his band, Utah, for providing the intro and ad music. If you haven't checked them out already, please follow them on Instagram and Spotify at Made by Utah. Thanks again for checking out the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.